All right. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's good to be here again with Harry and Joe. Um, and uh, Joe, it's good to see you again, buddy. Good to see you too, Harry. It's been, hey. a, it's been a long week. Yeah, it's, yeah, what's been going on with you, man? A lot of training seminar stuff, huh? Yeah, I've been doing leadership training over with the emotionally focused uh, therapy. It's, uh, it was an amazing week of just getting a great download and upload and reload of uh, great cutting edge content and material and, and what it really means, Harry, to create connection. And because connection's why we're here, it's what brings us meaning and purpose and all sorts of good stuff in life. And, you know, so it's, it's good that we have our connection, right? So Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we need that. And I'm just getting over a cold too. So if I'm a little congested and I apologize. So uh, it's all right, man. It's all right. All right, buddy. Well, guess what, man? We got our first uh, video um, question that came in. And uh, let's just go ahead and play that, and then uh, we can talk about it. Wait. All right. Here. Who is, here. Who is this, first of all? Uh, the, her name is Cynthia. Okay. And she has a question about communication in okay. relationships. Okay. Sounds all good. All right. Here it is. All right. Hi, Joe. I hope you're doing great. I wanted to touch base with you because I'm trying to figure out a way to communicate better with my partner. I'm sure this is one of the questions that you get the most. And um, it's simply that we want to communicate. I just feel like sometimes we just don't know how to. Um, anyone will tell you that, yes, the fundamentals of a good relationship are based on communication, honesty, and love. But the first one, which is communication, is pretty hard to achieve more often than not. So if you had any pinpointers and good advice about the do's and the don'ts of how to communicate, it would be amazing. Sometimes I think it's just easier to say, these are my needs, my wants, and my expectation in a way that your partner will understand. But we get wrapped into making these mistakes that make you sound like you're mad, you're upset, um, you know, and then you're deviating completely from the original point. So nothing gets accomplished. So I hope you're doing great, and I look forward to hearing from you soon. Cynthia, thank you so much. I super appreciate your uh, inquiry, your question. And, and that is definitely um, a question we get a lot in uh, couple therapy and working through relationships. And that is one of the core challenges that we all have around communication, conflict resolution, and understanding what are the do's and what are the don'ts and uh, some of the micro skills that we need to really go deeper into really creating more intimate uh, connections and relationships. So thanks for your, your question there. So um, one of the things when we're working with couples, uh, one of the critical skills, um, our base core skills is going to be around listening and is the idea of just being able to really understand and validate. Uh, I call it love talking where you're able to lean in, understand and validate, really creating a safe, secure base. I think that's really a critical key component to any relationship is that the, the first relationship feels safe uh, and we talk extensively about what that means because when we feel safe Harry right we can go out in the world you know we got that secure base we can jump from and go out in the world fall down and get hurt and trust and know that hey my partner has what they got my back right yeah and so 
But just because you hear something doesn't mean that you're actually listening. And listening isn't just a skill. It's actually, it's one of the keys to really wisdom and understanding. And it requires a calm and, and really this genuine curiosity to truly understand something or someone for the very first time or uh, ongoing or whatever it is. But because understanding isn't just saying, you know, I understand. Um, the other person on the other side of the conversation receiver uh, the speaker and the receiver has got to have that felt experience, that felt sense of you actually, uh, of them being feeling felt, right? And that's called validation. And it's not that, or empathy or compassion, because in any time we're having a conversation, um, I let people know, listen, I don't, I don't necessarily want to be right, because you can get in that right, wrong, good, bad, all or nothing. Um, one up, one down, all these different patterns, uh, good, bad, whatever that story is that we have. But we want to be able to have that where the other person really feels gotten and, um, and that, that our reality is and our experience is understood. Is that right, Harry? Does that yeah. Sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You got two ears and one mouth for a reason. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right? It works so much better when you do the listening, right? Yeah. So, but let's reframe listening, right? First, let's reframe the whole listening business, but mostly because most people think that they listen well. And I think all of us, including myself, feel I listen well. And I, uh, but a lot of us are just missing out, missing on the point. So instead of listening, I like to use another term. And this is good for both the masculine brain and the feminine brain, the listening brain, um, to do something called getting her world or getting his world. But we'll use her world since, since yeah. Friends, and we want to get her world, right? Yeah. So, yep. And Cynthia, if you were listening to this, you just flip that and you say, I just want to listen and get his world. All right. So, but the principles are basically the same, but I think there are certain challenges that the masculine feminine male female gender differences can have um because we're we we just have that the the hang up sometimes that we can't get beyond just the, some of these gender differences and stuff like that but but that's okay we're gonna get there um so the first thing is what i was talking about here is the idea of reframing listening as an idea of really getting her world and getting her world is really an active process because new things can happen from that place and that space of, of being heard and being seen. So when we learn to get our world, we discover that that's a very active process and it's going to require some things from us, you know, some demand because relationship and listening has demands certain relationship skills to be able to be successful. So, um, but before we take a deep dive into her world, Harry, the first thing that we have to do first is we got to get connected to ourselves. And I call that our self connection. And that's a big part of it because that seems to be the foundation uh, for a lot of it. Because the more I'm connected to me, my body, uh, my heart, uh, what's happening inside of me, um, then I'm going to be more available to her and 
really hearing her. Because when I'm disconnected from me, and I don't know what's going on in my head and my heart, my body, and my whatever's happening with me, I'm going to be disconnected from you. And less and, and less and less of me is going to be available to her um, and to my kids or you, my friends. And then life tends to kind of get kind of drab and um, dull. And, and that goes back to just being connected to me. And, and, and then I can't get connected to her. Does that make sense, Harry? Yeah. When you, when you say connected to yourself, are you talking about understanding your past, your 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 traumas your um um patterns is is that what you mean yeah a lot of it's that you know because when we get hooked but a lot of it's yeah because when we get hooked we all bring in our own dragons right our own past vulnerabilities or sensitivities and when that dragon has this kind of hanging over a cliff it's really hard to hear the other person because all i got is my hair's dangling over and the winds in my face and there's panic because I'm not really connected to me, right? And I may be scanning and looking out there somewhere for someone else out there to blame for what's happening internally with me, right? So it could be, you know, past trauma or past, you know, just past experiences or maybe not even getting trained to how to communicate or share our heart. But uh, yeah, so a lot of it is getting online with what's happening inside of my body. Got it. Um, because a lot of times, Harry, I'll just give you an example real quick. When we, when we talk about having um, a somatic experience, a somatic experience is, let's say, a body sensation. And when you get triggered, Harry, where do you feel that first in your body when you get triggered? In your chest, your head, your shoulders, your hands? Where do you feel it? Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe your, your chest, maybe maybe your head. And where do you feel it? Where do I feel it? Yeah, probably like you, probably right in here. Right. So for me, I, I, when I get triggered, I'm communicating and I'm getting confronted because intimacy and love and connection and relationship is so confronting. So I tend to feel something right here in my chest, right? It, and it's kind of like this big ball of lava. You know, it's just kind of like churning and churning and churning and squirting and you know, down my arms, my legs, and my gut, and my brain explodes, and I get into this kind of amygdala hijacking, so to speak. So it's important to have, now people don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Next time you're in the car driving and somebody pulls out in front of you, think about <laughs> where do you feel it in your hand? Yeah, exactly. Your back, your chest. And I feel a lot of times in my back. A lot of times people, and that, and that kind of represents something in my past, right? I carry a lot of my history his story uh in my back right so that could be part of it and i know a lot of people are probably listening to this going i just want to know how to listen better and how to <laughs> do conflict resolution well this is all part of it you know because right. if i'm not aware or self-aware and we're going to talk about a lot about having conscious relationships or conscious love or con i mean there's a lot of yip yap out there about what's called conscious uh, a conscious relationship, conscious love, which is just being awake. It's being aware. It's being mindful. And, yeah. and so when we're really conscious about that, we're understanding that there's heart desire at play here. So um, desire is really, you know, my genuine interest in really getting to know her. And when my heart is online first, you know, then care and interest can naturally follow. And you're, and of course, you know, 
just like waves on the ocean, Harry, you know, desire can ebb and flow. It comes and goes, you know, it kind of has those high tides that, you know, emotion, right? Emotion has high tide and low tide and rip tide and, um, you know, all these different, this movement to it, right? This, yeah. movement, you know, emotion means to move, right? And so emotion can do a lot of different things. It can move us toward one another. It can move us away from one another. It can move us against one another in anger, um, a fight, flight, freeze, my amygdala gets hijacked, uh, my body gets all kind of torqued, you know, torque, uh, twisted up, my mind can get all twisted up, you know, <laughs> we can lose, we can go insane, go crazy, you know, all these things can happen uh, when we're kind of out of touch with what's going on inside of me, right? Um, does that, does that fit? Yep, that makes sense, that makes sense. So you got to really know yourself and then, so how does that, how does that, um, what's the next step on that whole conflict uh, arguing thing? Well, and again, it's taking it, moving it from just listening with the mind as we're talking about, but also listening with our, our heart and cultivating other senses too. Cause when I'm really deeply listening to her or she's really deeply listening to me and you're feeling that, you know, but it's developing these senses that my body, my intuition, my gut, my hands, my toes, my feet, you know, more, because more is going on, Harry, than we could ever imagine when we're communicating, when we're talking. So, but when I'm really deeply involved and I can feel myself, then I can hear her and, and listen as well. So cultivating all those, those senses. Now, the other thing is we use this frame uh, codependency a lot right? So codependency is not, a lot of people say, well, codependency is such a bad thing. Well, codependency is not a bad thing. It's not good or bad. It's kind of a neutral thing. But when we're in a codependency, that can be kind of either a downward spiral, which a lot of people can kind of think about um, codependency being something like that, where there's this kind of downward spiral of, of if you're not okay, I'm not okay, and I'm trying to hustle for your approval and acceptance and love and pretzel and twist and turn and shape shift to, you know, and then you just kind of lose yourself in the relationship. So, but the co sometimes codependency can be a really good thing. It can be an upward spiral of inspiration and, and, you know, it's two powerful people contributing and leaning in and loving each other and adjusting to meet one another's needs. Okay, and that takes a lot of work. But using codependency to your advantage can be a really powerful thing. Because um, when I'm really deeply listening to her, I'm, I'm able to really, and here's the thing, Harry, men, you know, a lot of men are way more sensitive than we let ourselves on to be sometimes. And, and we're tuned into our woman a lot more than we think. Um, and this is kind of an annoyance for me sometimes when a man can't learn to really capitalize on um, uh, on his sensitivity because he's just kind of sometimes neurotically scanning his woman like a hurt little kid trying to figure out is you know am I okay you know rather than you know he's tracking her like some hurt kid so if we're going to be tracking her you know our woman that much you know we have to learn to track her in a non-hurt little kid kind of little boy hypervigilant kind of way instead of always you know letting our sensitivity uh kind of hijack you know our ability to really lean in and, and really hear her got it got it makes sense makes a lot of sense
So the other thing too, it's learning to get skills, right? Now I'm gonna give, here's a, little, a great little uh, acronym here for you, Cynthia, and everyone else that's listening. To really slow things down, you know, and really becoming more transparent. Because um, we believe that, you know, the more that you can see your partner and the reality of your partner, the more that you're able to really hold that space for them, um, and really be brutally honest with one another. Uh, I think brutal honesty is such an important part of being transparent and open and, and communication and also being able to hold that space for the other person's honesty, you know, whether we like it or not. Sometimes it's, uh, we have these two boxes, we have our harmony box and our truth box. And a lot of times we choose, we choose to go harmony over truth. And so our, our, task here is to find ways of, of bringing both truth, you know, brutal honesty to a relationship and hold that space for harmony or grace or whatever. But we're going to use this little acronym called attunement. Okay, this is attunement. Kind of think of attuning, Cynthia, and all the listeners and Harry. Think of it like when you're driving in your car, you have, you're dialing into that little, um, your radio station, right? So you're, you're trying to dial in. Okay, you're dialing in, attuning, tuning up, and finding your partner's heart, right, and listening. And this is, a, again, it's a real active process of really being, having awareness of the emotion, okay, your emotion, the other person's emotion, but not in a, uh, not in a kind of a uh, affect contagion kind of way where, you know, if they're angry, you're angry, you're kind of taking on the other person, you know, kind of taking on the anger, you know, where you're, you're seeing your partner kind of spiral out in a vortex, right? Well, you have a couple of choices in that moment, right? Okay. If your partner is drowning and they're in this vicious cycle, this little spiral, this, this vortex, right? We'll call it that. You have a choice. You can either participate in it in that moment, or you can be an observer, right? Now, the participant, that's where you get into these power struggles, the conflict, the negative stuff. But to be able to fade your partner out, just fade them out of that equation and really be more aware of what the, your emotion is that's coming up and also being able to tune into your partner's emotion. And then the next step to, to that, so the A is being aware of the emotion. The T of attunement is being able to turn toward that emotion meaning being able to lean into it and hold space, Harry uh, and Cynthia for that person's emotion. And that takes a lot, a lot, a lot of practice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because there's got to be also that third T is that tolerance of the other person's emotion. That means I'm tolerating the other person's different viewpoint or perspective or ideas or you know, as different as they may be to yours, it's being able to hold those, it's tolerating those different parts that are different than yours. Because your partner doesn't have to look like you, talk like you, be like you, act like you, do like you, to be loved and to have belonging. So it's that tolerance or acceptance of the differences. Does that make sense? That makes sense. And then the next thing Harry is learning to understand and take a deeper dive underneath to get underneath and understanding what the emotion is. And that's such an important piece. And this, again, this isn't easy to do. It takes sometimes having a third party or a coach or a therapist, uh, someone who's really trained on attachment or emotionally focused to communicate 
so that you can learn to respond in a non-defensive listening and with non like in a non-defensive kind of listening kind of way right for example well let's say that um all right so let's say harry you're really pissed at me you know um i just got i came in late um we were supposed to have this meeting at uh, say two o'clock today i'm 15 minutes late you're pissed you're running late okay now your or or something else something's happening but i I put it kind of in a need fear dilemma so the need might be connection and the fear might be a loss of connection or detachment or or a need for a fear around abandonment or or and then the need might be connection belonging or whatever that is so but being able to say harry i totally see you know i can see in a non-defensive posture where my heart is open to you and I'm saying, you know what, Harry, I can see I really hurt you or wounded you by being late. And, you know, and what I'm gonna do next time is gonna let you know 30 minutes in advance if I'm gonna be running late so that we don't have this problem again and I'm sorry, you know. So that you're doing three, four things. You're resolving something in a non-defensive way. You're restoring the relationship, the impasse or the the break. Uh, You're repairing the connection, you're reconciling, and then you're partnering with that person to see how you can do it next time, all right? And that takes a little practice, and then also being able to have empathy and to be able to move toward that emotion, right? So the attuned conversations allows partners to begin to trust each other with their emotions. And that trust in these sliding door moments, Harry, where they're able to really turn toward rather than turning away or against one another in those moments. Does that fit? Yeah. No, that's a good, that's a great, that's a great example. So, and that, oh, means, skills, and that means just getting skills, you know, and you have plenty, but when we use these, you know, um, we got to learn to get her world and validate and, and, you know, go through all that stuff together. What were you going to say? No, it's just, these tools are so great. I mean, you know, we, uh, we, we need these tools. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the last couple thoughts here, Harry, on this is um, when something happens, the negative situation happens, right? So something happens and we have a story about whatever happened, right? We have a story. We're adding, subtracting, meaning, and we're looking for, you know, we're interpreting all that stuff. We're translating everything that we're observing and seeing and all this, the ego gets in the way. We have the story, this ego because um, we're constantly looking for evidence in all the ways that we're not going to be loved or rejected or something happens, right? So part of this is dropping the story, drop the ego, drop the agenda, you know, because if you're a man and for men out there, this is going to be really hard because we're kind of wired to be fix-it people. So let go and also so our own future tripping projections, I call it future tripping, we're projecting everything that we want from our spouse or a mate or our loved one in a way that's because um, um, we because we got to let go of where we think that the relationship is going to go or where the conversation we think is going to be going. Um, and, you know, problem solving isn't always what she wants. She doesn't want to be fixed, you know. Uh, unless she's asking you directly for it, right? And I know we've had a conversation before about trying to fix people or trying to change people. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. Well, how are you with your emotion, Harry, when you get into conflict? And I know this is hard for all of us. How do we deal with big, those big, big emotions, right? When they come into the relationship? Um, I don't know. You know, I, I think, I don't know. I, as the more I, more I realize to myself about myself is that, you know, I, I, I like, I'm, I'm a, I know I'm a big communicator just because of the nature of my business. i I just have to communicate. Yeah. Um, I don't like things being left uncovered. So I'm, I'm always talking I'm always communicating and making sure that we're on the same page. Um, but I think what I realize is that not a lot of people communicate in the manner that I do. Okay. And, um, I, I need to understand that. But when they don't understand that, I, you know, a, a, you go into this thing where, you know, sometimes like, I don't know, my, my, you know, recent relationship that I get blamed for something. And then, you know, I, then it's like, we talked about before I get hooked, you know, and, 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 I, but I feel like I'm being reasonable, but at the same time, I just have to understand the other person and I, and I have to understand myself, but I think, I think I'm pretty even keel. I think I can, I can see all sides. Um, I like to bring in all, all perspectives because I feel like e even in business, you've got to under, you can't make a decision based off of one side. Yeah. Um, so you got to really be able to take both sides to, to make it. Right. That's yeah. right. I, think I get hooked too. I get hooked too. Yeah. And I think this is a big step for guys and women, you know, but it's being okay. This is a big part of communication and conflict resolution. It's being okay with the big emotions, right? The high tides, right? The big tides or the riptides or even the fear, right? Of when your lover or your best friend is the ebbs and flows, right? When the high tides are there, I breathe, but when the when I fear my partner is leaving or distancing or walking out of the room, right, because they're flooded or hooked or charged or something, right, and the terror of the panic of being abandoned or rejected, that's such a big one. And we work with couples to learn how to how to tweak that so that they're just not turning away or turning against and abandoning the process. They're not just abandoning the other person or themselves; they're abandoning a process of communication. So because we're getting hooked and we're getting triggered with these big, 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 scary emotions. So if you struggle to be with strong emotions, it's going to be really hard. So we need to get really comfortable with ourselves and kind of our own inner terrain and all the stuff that's happening because you'll need to move towards what's uncomfortable in a relationship. And I learned this one early in my career um, as a psychotherapist um, because I will tend to unconsciously block someone i'll block them from where they want to go if i'm scared you know and 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 then especially if i'm scared to kind of go there myself right and and likewise women who feel the man begin to shut down or avoid or go into the man cave or uh distance themselves or check out or you know or get uncomfortable with their own full range of emotions the woman will tend to retract and uh, not share, shut down, and, 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 ba and basically begin trusting you less and less over time, right? So that becomes kind of a problem. So we gotta clear out some of the baggage of what I call the feminine in your head, like mom, ex-girlfriends, ex-wives, ex, because ex ex many men 
I think really struggle is to really listen to a woman because they're still angry at mom or they're still angry or, or women, they're angry at dad or angry at ex-boyfriend and you know all that's clutter and it often gets buried under denial but it's, but it's probably in there somewhere. Does that make sense? Hmm. Yeah, it sure does. It sure does. I you know, know. I, I, I realized to myself that I, I, like I said, I mean, I like, I like to listen. I, I, you know, in, in, in sales, you're, you're always taught you got two ears and one mouth. So you got to really listen and understand your client before you speak, That's right. you know, but, but there are times I got to tell you, I know when I get emotional is if I'm tired, if I'm lacking sleep, That's right. um, then, then I, it's easier for me to get hooked. You know, and, and I, and I realize it, I realize it, you know, but when I, when I get good rest, I feel like I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty even kill. I mean, I would hope I would be, but you know, I'm not perfect either. So, and, and, and this whole journey has been great as well. So, yeah. Well, I like where you're going with that because when you see yourself and you see your relationship and you see her as a path and a vehicle to get to know yourself better and more clearly, you're going to be able to really clear out this baggage and the more that you can see yourself and others, you know, for your, you, when you're able to get all that debris or the constraints in the past, all this story making stuff in the back, the clutter, the chatter, all this stuff, when you're able to get all that cleared out, a lot of us don't even know it exists until we get into these conflicts and negative situations and stuff. And then we start hearing those voices and we really attune to that. We pay attention. We clear all that stuff out then we're able to really get more in touch with ourselves and then we're also able to see the other person for who they really are and who they actually are rather than the story we can see them in their innocence and not their guilt right you can see yeah. them that innocent little kid rather than the you know the monster that we project you know that, that light at the end of the tunnel that we sometimes interpret or translate as not as love and connection and belonging and compassion we see that as a train or that brown squiggly thing in the grass as a snake rather than love and connection because something gets miswired and we talked about that the wiring between the brain and the heart gets kind of twisted so which also leads to our thing of not taking her for granted you know or him for granted because when we live with someone day in and day out we can kind of over many years we start taking them for granted and that's painful to see but it's it's kind of true because we're not really you know, we're not really risking here and staying inspired in our heart to, you know, to find that place of desire. You know, it's, it's, um, there was, uh, it's someone told me before, they're like, you know, everyone thinks they can be an Olympic, uh, an Olympian, right? Yeah. You know, and, um, but the reality is not everyone has the natural ability. But the reality is here is that we've all got the natural ability to have a relationship. And all we need, like they always said for the Olympians, is that if you've got the natural ability, then all you need are the tools. And those tools then make you perfect, right? And so the great thing here is that we've all got the natural ability to have a relationship and what you're providing are the tools. Right. And so to, to communicate better, to, to go through all the stuff like Cynthia was asking. You know, it's actually encouraging to hear Cynthia ask that question because I'm like, that's exactly what I felt like. You know, you, you, yeah. you feel like you're going through this, 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 this circle and you're not hearing, no one's hearing anybody. No, that's right. So, yeah. And then you just keep looping around in this trauma loop or this, tra this, this looping 
you know, that never gets, it's like it never gets closed, right? It just kind of dangles down here, never, never really, because when I, because when you're in a relationship, you know, it's a, it's kind of like a, a negative feedback loop or a feedback loop, right? So that communication has got to, it got to close that loop for a person to feel heard or understand or gotten. Otherwise, it just stays open-ended and it creates all sorts of negative stuff. So checking in and getting feedback, you know, and asking when you're in that moment, does she feel heard? You know, are you feeling heard? Do you feel felt? Are you get? am I getting you? Am I understanding you? Um, you know, I want, because I want you to be known by me, you know, and if, and if I'm not, if I'm not getting her, no matter how hard I try, you know, just keep asking, trust her and go back and try it again and again and again. It may take five or six, seven times, you know, because like what you said, Harry, it's so critical because you've heard me say this, that my bias is that we have to have a set of shared, con a shared context, a narrative, right? A shared context about how to work through communication conflict resolution, where there's two people committing to that same thing, but also having a set of shared tools and language and ways to work through this stuff for a relationship to really thrive over time. Does that make sense? So, um, because lastly, you know, Harry, you gotta remember, right? We have to really uh, remember that she is an ocean, a deep, beautiful, captivating, lovely, gorgeous ocean. Yep, that's right. They yeah. sure are. Yes, right? Because her depths will never truly be explored in this lifetime, ever. So guess what, Harry? We as men, we can just kind of relax and let go of our agenda, knowing that she's truly a mystery and appreciate, you know, and settle in and plan on never fully getting to know her, you know, but that's our task, you know, be an explorer of this never ending universe, you know, and how exciting can that be when we take that lens of communication conflict resolution to heart is when we humans feel heard, guess what? We soften, we relax. We come out of that fight, fight, and freeze, and that whole amygdala hijacking and the hooking because we feel safe. Yeah. And then we open up, and our heart opens up like a flower, you know, and we're now able to be available for love and great sex because we feel safe and heard. You get great sex. There's a benefit there. And, and then deeper layers of relating um, and connecting. Because there's so many layers, Harry, right, to listen to her. And the more that I'm truly there with all my being for her, right, the more her <laughs> her flower petals open up, that rose opens up. And then when she opens like that flower, then our love grows and my heart can expand. And what a beautiful and fascinating ride we can be on when we embrace all of the communication and even the conflict, even when the conflict arises, and that mirrors back something to me that that's an opportunity for more growth and my own evolution and growth as well. And that's what this is really all about. Excellent way to end that one, Joe. Excellent. Yeah. Nice. Well, thank you, Cynthia, for your uh, video uh, question and call in. And we are seeking other people that have questions. Right, Harry? Can you That's, tell us a little bit about that, what we're looking for, what we're hoping to kind of 
build off on this and launch from this a little bit? You're the yeah, best. yeah, absolutely. Well, well, you know, we 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 obviously love questions. So if you want to do a video question, email question, um, voice recorded question, I mean, maybe voice not maybe not so much, but maybe have an email question or a video question. We're more than welcome to post it. Um, let us know. We're here for you. And, uh, you know, like, like I said, I mean, I, and Joe said, you know, relationships, the key and, um, all the information's below. If you need to reach out to set up a session with Joe, you can obviously see that Joe is all about the relationship. He's not about the breakups. He's not about, you know, name call, I mean, labeling or anything like that. He is truly about, um, the, the, the relationship. Yeah. If you like the content, please like our video, please share our stuff for also, we don't ask often, but please feel free to, uh, to subscribe as well below. Um, if you want to contribute, there's a link below for that as well. But we'll see you soon again, and uh, thank you so much for everything. Thank you, Harry. Again, as always, it's a blessing. You're a blessing. To me. Likewise, buddy. You're, lo you're looking fit, man. You're looking fit. I'm doing it, man. Working out, eating healthy, lean, clean. Hey, we're also going to – one of the things we'll let other people know too – going forward, we're going to be inviting, um, you know, people that are special, you know, that have special niches in health and fitness later on, um, just as a way of trying to expand, you know, people and to get people interested in other, if they like this, they're going to love the other stuff that's coming ahead. So it'll be great. That's right. That's right. All right, Harry. All right, buddy. Hey, thanks so much. And we'll talk to you uh, soon. All right. Be well.